0: Welcome to the Deep Impact Investing podcast with Kimberly Griego-Kyle of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we discuss sustainable impact investing, creating portfolios that match your values and a variety of other topics such as financial education, social justice, and sustainable food systems. Do you wanna know if your investments seek the kind of accountability from corporations that you demand? Listen in as we explore the burning question, are you investing like you give a damn?
1: Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Kim, what's going on?
0: Oh, so many things are going on. We're moving. You're what now? We're moving.
1: Wait, now this is new. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you personally or the office?
0: We personally, my wife and I are moving. Okay. And so, yeah, it, we are packing and purging and realizing we have too much stuff.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I believe you and I talked about that. We just went through that. My wife and I just went through that. Right. And like the day before the move, she said, I got to go to the store. I'm getting 15 more totes. I'm like, how can we, why, why do we need that many <laughs> more totes? We filled them all. Right. <laughs> it was just, right. a, it's ridiculous how much stuff you can be like. So anyway, well, so, that's yeah. fun. That's an adventure. Yeah.
0: It is thing a, in it Santa is Fe, though,
1: right? No. No. Well, you don't have to tell us where you're going, but yeah. we're still going to podcast, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not giving that up. And I'm still the business owner, right? Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not changing.
1: Perfect. Okay. We
0: are going to follow up on the last podcast, Podcast 71,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: do this financial health quiz.
1: That's right. You that were talking I sent about that. you. Yep, mm-hmm. yep.
0: Yeah. So we can do it together. You don't have to tell me your answers, but you know we can talk about it.
1: Yeah. I've got some of them <laughs> answered. No, actually I've answered them all. I'm not happy with my points, but that's okay. <laughs> There's room for improvement.
0: Right. So I've made this uh, financial health quiz. You can score up to 30 points and we'll just see how well you and I are both doing.
1: Okay. And then
0: clients or listeners will be able to also take this quiz because it'll be on our website.
1: Yep and I being that I've gone, already gone through the quiz it really gives you a lot of food for thought. Hope stuff, so stuff I didn't think about before or, or yeah. I didn't think of the importance of it. And so there's some questions that I'll have for you as well as we follow Good. up because some of these seem uh, you know like the first one it's 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 uh, I know the, <laughs> I'm just going to say it because I have I have a question about the second part of it. It's a 2 point, right? Right.
0: right. So it th- is-
1: your first question is I know the approximate value of my bank account and investment accounts, including my 401k or other employer plan. And I, I, I typed in a hearty yes to that. Good. Right. But then you got me with the second question. I check my statements at the beginning of the month. That's a big fat no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Is that something I should be doing, Kim?
0: You should. You should. And you might have a general idea, but you don't really know what what it is unless you're checking them once a month. Yeah. Especially if it's an investment account, you should review that regularly.
1: Okay. Well, and
0: and I think that's important. So, yes, it is a two part question, two points. And the first part was Do you know the approximate value of your bank and investment accounts? And then the second one, second part was Do you check your statements at the beginning of the month? So you can get two points on that.
1: Yeah. I got one. <laughs> you got
0: one. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, but that, well, good l- let your, me tell like- you,
0: I. I only get one for that too, because I don't check my investment accounts at the beginning of the month. I'll check them randomly,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: because I'm so close to it, I don't feel the need to to look at it regularly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes but sense. Yeah. All right. What's question two?
0: All right. Well, before we go on, I just want to note and and let people know this is not to shame anyone because you're oh, not doing the thing. <laughs> It is an educational process, and we want to make sure that you're protecting your family the best way you can. And that's by having some good financial knowledge. So let's go to question number two. All right. I know what my investment accounts are invested in, not just that they're in mutual funds, but I know what kinds of mutual funds, if they're in funds. <laughs> yes. Did you want There's me to tell me
1: my answer on this? Silence.
0: No. So, I have individual stocks and mutual funds and I of course do know what they're invested in because we're investing them in sustainable and impact funds.
1: I would expect that. Yes. Now, now I I and maybe I took this wrong, maybe it should be an individual thing, but I actually answered on behalf of my wife and I because yes, no, that's good. She's at work or not at work, but at her work, she has a 401k through her job. I have no idea what that's invested in. I know where my investments are, I know what I'm invested in, but that's why I answered no to this question, is because I have no clue what funds she's chosen within her work, you know, within the 401k that she's allowed to. Okay, so give yourself point.
0: half a point.
1: Okay, got it. <laughs> yes, needed- because
0: you do know what yours are in, but this will prompt, hopefully, a conversation between the two of you. Mm -hmm. And you can look at whether or not your overall asset allocation is what it should be. Mm -hmm. So you want to look at your wife's 401k, your retirement accounts, any individual accounts you have, and other assets, and just look at that overall allocation, which is extremely important. There's a bonus to this question. So you get an extra point if you have an advisor or well the question is is if i have an advisor do they provide me with a strategy for my investments do you know what it is <laughs> so maybe they provide you with a strategy but you don't know what
1: it is yeah yeah you got to be paying attention to that right again i'm hoping for a half point on this one because we don't have an advisor for my wife's 401k account we just you know it's just never been brought up really yeah mm-hmm.
0: well A lot of advisors will charge an hourly fee to review your options and and help you allocate your 401k plans or your retirement plans that they may not be managing for you. And if you work with a certified financial planner and you create a financial plan, they will definitely look at that piece.
1: Yep.
0: So number three, I could easily list my assets and liabilities. Or for some people, I could easily... Locate that information and I know where it's all at. So, how, uh, how do you do on that?
1: Half point, maybe?
0: Half point.
1: <laughs> well, here, here's the thing some,
0: Is it, not the point, other. Yeah,
1: I can point you to the junk drawer where all that stuff's located. Most
0: uh-huh, of it. it's the junk not very drawer. Organized. Yeah, I
1: just, yeah, I'm just not very organized, Kim. But I can, I can probably, no, I don't get a point, not even a half point, because I, I, I thought I could easily list my assets and liabilities, but truly, I'd have to really think about all that. So no, I can't I can't easily do it by any means. That's a zero. Yeah.
0: Well, that's okay. So you're putting it in a junk drawer, junk drawer. And how about if you or any listener start a file and you can at least put them all in a file and then you'll know where they are. So that's I think, the it,
1: I think you get a point on that one. I do. I did. I have a point,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. So, number 4. I have specific and measurable financial goals, and they are written down in a plan. We don't want to talk about just vague goals, like I'm saving for a house. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, how are you doing that? Or I want to be debt-free. Okay, what's the plan? Anyone should have very specific, measurable goals and how you think you're going to get to it. And and that is the key piece here.
1: I scored big on this. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, my, you know my background, I'm a coach and a consultant, so right. I'm huge into goal setting. And I would say, yes, mine are not vague. Mine are very specific. They are written down. I am measuring those on basically a quarterly basis, not every 12 months, just to see where we're at, especially oh, with that's finances, because we're making some changes in our life that require us to make sure that we're keeping a, a closer eye on it. So-
0: you know, Excellent. Quarterly. Yay. <laughs> yes. I'll give you a bonus half point because you, so the second bonus on here was I review those goals every 12 months to see if I'm making progress or figure out really what's standing in your way. Is it financial? Is it emotional? What it is? What is it? But you are checking every three months, so you can have an extra half point. All right. (laughs) All right. Number five. I think a lot of people might get this point for sure, but I know what my credit score is. Yep. Do you know what yours is? Yeah, I do. I do too. Absolutely. Yes. And it's easier now if you have a credit card almost anywhere where they're constantly giving you a monthly update on what your credit score is. So that that I appreciate.
1: Yeah. And the apps, there are apps. My daughter yes. introduced me to a couple of them and one of them is just fantastic. I'm not going to name it because there's lots. Yes. People can find them for themselves, but yeah, no, it's great for monitoring and making sure that things are good and also to protect against some fraud and things that could happen.
0: Exactly. And that is extremely important. So I have an account with Experian directly with them. And, and I'll just mention that because it's not something you can invest in or anything. It's, it is one of the big three, right? And yeah. they notify me by email if there's any change in my credit report. And I find that really helpful.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so here's a bonus question. I check my credit report annually to make sure there's nothing incorrect in there.
1: Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I, I, I'm relying more on the app now, right? Yes. Because if there's something that is that comes up that's fraudulent or incorrect, it's possible that the app would alert me. However, I have not been diligent and actually reviewing my my physical report, which I, yeah. I need I need to do. That was a good reminder.
0: Yeah, it is a good reminder because a couple of years ago I I I did I don't always check my credit report annually. So I don't get the full points here. But I um I got a notification or what was it? No, we were buying a car. That's what it was. And they're like, well what's this negative thing on your report? And I'm like, what negative thing? So there was a actually incorrect very old and very small, like $30 and something, you know, bad credit report on mm-hmm. an old medical bill. So they sent it to collections. I'm like I, I don't even remember this. <laughs> and as it turned out, I'd actually paid it, but somebody didn't mark it. So they thought I was over 120 days past due, which is really painful on your credit report. And it's a lot of work to get fixed. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Number six. I know the current value of my home, if you own one, and I know the balance of my mortgage and the interest rate. This is a two-pointer question. Mm -hmm. So one, you know the value of your home. I just checked the value of my home recently. I hadn't checked it in two years, maybe. Mm. And it had doubled since the last time I checked it.
1: Wow, that's fantastic!
0: It, it's insane, and that's a whole side thing. Getting on the you know mm-hmm. prices of homes and all of that. Now, I do know the balance of my credit report. I mean, I'm sorry, the, I do know the balance of my mortgage because I log the balances on my mortgages, my checking accounts, all of those things. Well, mortgage, auto loan, mm-hmm. at the end of every month
1: in a spreadsheet. Oh, okay, that's way more organized than me. <laughs> but I do know the current value of my home and, and I did have two until about a month and a half ago and we sold the right. one moved into the other and yeah, the balance of the mortgage, that's easy.
0: Good. So,
1: and so then the, the, you have a, d- a double bonus here. So you've got, yes,
0: I do have a double point. So the question was worth two points. Mm-hmm. Cause if you know the interest rate and the balance, that's another point. And then I have two bonuses. One, I've paid off my mortgage. Hmm. And I have not, so I definitely don't get that one. And then the second one is I'm paying additional principal each month to reduce the balance and the interest that I'll pay over the lifetime of this mortgage.
1: So that's kind of an that's either a, or bonus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It yeah. is an either well, or that's bonus.
1: That's good because you get you an opportunity to get, get a point either way.
0: Right. And some people don't realize the other thing you can do if your mortgage lender will allow is you can make bi monthly payments. Mm-hmm. And the first month, you want to pay ahead. So you are really making 50% additional mortgage payment for the year. And then you start paying 50% every two weeks, essentially.
1: Jonathan, it's yep. it's a great reduction in interest that you're paying. Yeah, if I um, remember right, and don't quote me on this, please, audience, but I remember looking at that that strategy. And just by doing it and splitting those payments, I think it was wiping off like six years off of a thirty-year mortgage. It was it was incredible for it is. Yeah, I mean it's, it's so, and that could have changed, but I think that that's still around. It, it's
0: program. pretty close to that. You know, most people will will save depending on your interest rate, of course. Yeah. a Good five, four, six years somewhere in there. Wow. Number seven. There's only fifteen, so we're halfway through. I know how much my life insurance policies are for and those of my spouse, if I have a spouse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also, I know if I'm going to lose them, if I change jobs. A lot of of insurance policies, life insurance policies are job-based. Yes. Um, So that's something to to think about. Do you need an additional policy? And if it's a term policy, do you know when that term expires? Mm -hmm. Those are all important pieces to know. So here's a bonus question. Some insurance policies are term, which mean they don't gain value. And some are more the whole life policies or variations of those. If you have one of those, I know the cash value of those insurance policies and how much cash is in there and what the interest rate return is on that cash. But I honestly have never thought about the interest rate return on the cash inside of a insurance policy. And I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever asked a client that. It's something to think about.
1: Yeah. that's And so if you would allow it, I'd get a half point for that bonus one, because I know the cash value, Good, but <laughs> I don't know the rate of return on that cash. Yeah.
0: I think no idea. you can take the whole point because Ooh-hoo. It, because i'm i'm saying i didn't even think about this as something we should look at but you should interesting All you right. want to know if this policy is worth it to you or yeah. if you're better off putting the money in an investment or savings or mm-hmm. any of those things okay uh, another insurance question number 8 i've reviewed any insurance policies i have in the last mm, say 24 months to see what i'm paying if it's still competitive then that includes life insurance, health insurance, disability, auto, homeowners, renters' insurance. There's all of these things. Do you review any of those?
1: Yes. And, and so in our situation, again, we're, we're kind of revamping with the house sale and all that. Yeah. The homeowners is, is is on point. We also had to buy a, a car. We You and I talked about that off air. So you yeah. know what the auto insurance is. The one thing that I couldn't check the box on was the health insurance. I, I, I have not... Review see if that's competitive. It's through my wife's work. And so I, right. I, I have no clue.
0: Yeah. And if both of you have health insurance options from your employers, then you really want to check and compare the yeah. two and decide which one makes more sense. And some people are buying a policy on the open market rather than through an employer. Mm-hmm. And so it, it applies to them more so than someone in your situation. Yeah. Your wife has the insurance. It's what you get. You don't get a whole lot of say. Yeah.
1: We just did this for my son and I was absolutely shocked because he does not get insurance through work and he needs to get health insurance. Now that he's twenty seven, he's off mommy and daddy's policy. Oh, yeah. So he uh, you know, he's doing that. And I was absolutely shocked at the kind of coverage that he got. It was actually really good. I was very surprised. Oh, and I'm pleased. It was much cheaper than I thought it was gonna be. I haven't had to shop for that for a long time, so and he was super excited because it was. We were thinking it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, and it was. It's much more reasonable than we thought. So
0: that's that's great. that's great. And and of course, he has age on his side.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Oh,
0: you know, one of the things that I have helped some clients do is save some money on their auto insurance because a lot of times we way overpay for that.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Bonus question on this is. In addition to knowing the values and if they're competitive, do you know the coverage of the policies? Does your auto insurance, for example, cover injury? Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: If you have, like I I own five acres right now. And if we have people who get injured on our property, we have an umbrella coverage Mm -hmm. policy because of that. So, you know, those are types of things and deductibles. What's your auto deductible? What's your homeowner's deductible? Do you know those?
1: Yep, I got I got the points on this one. And we had on our last home umbrella insurance because we had the pool. And so that right. was important for us as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, a pool is a definite umbrella insurance. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so here's a second little bonus. I know who the beneficiaries are on my policies. Sounds like a strange question or a strange thing to, to mention, mm-hmm. but sometimes people forget mm-hmm. who the beneficiaries are and they don't change them they get divorced that's right their you know their spouse passes away they need to update those beneficiaries and those should be definitely
1: looked at that's always an awkward conversation with the new spouse yeah, it is oh your yeah. ex is the beneficiary really right <laughs> uh-oh
0: i forgot i forgot i swear i forgot
1: it's a bad car ride <laughs>
0: yeah, okay number 9 i know my tax rate which is the percentage that you're paying on your taxes. So, and it, and it can change every year. So, mm-hmm. if you filed your taxes for last year, do you know what your actual tax rate is?
1: No. <laughs> I didn't pay attention.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't. It's kind of important to think about because if your income goes up significantly, you'll be in a higher tax bracket. You know, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, your tax bracket can pop up. Sometimes people want to roll over mm-hmm. an IRA traditional IRA into a Roth, that's going to you know, change your, your tax situation. So it's important to think about those. Does your preparer go through that with you? If you use a preparer, they should, they should sit down with you and go through all of those details. So little bonus here, which is related to something I just said, I'm keeping track of my yearly income. So I know if I'm eligible for contributions into a Roth or a traditional IRA. You can income max out your ability to contribute to those,
1: and I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what that figure is? Isn't it like 260 for single, five something for married? Oh, it's, it's
0: much lower than that.
1: Oh, yeah. oh,
0: yeah. Um, let me see. Let's see what it is right now. Well, I don't know if I can look it up while we're talking. Okay. I can't think like, I can do two things at once. But it used to be. I think the last time I looked was just a couple of years ago because that's Johan's job <laughs> to look at that. But it was like 140 something thousand for a couple, for a married couple. Really? Yes, it's a lot lower than you think it is. Wow. Uh, maybe it's, you know, 140 for single and 180 for a couple somewhere in there. Okay. All right, number 10. I have an emergency fund which is <laughs> which is the equivalent of three months of necessary expenses or I'm working on one. Got it. Covered. Yep.
1: Good. That and one, and yep. that's
0: a hard one for some people because they're like, Oh, this cash is just sitting here. I want to go on vacation. No, you. Re- if you are in self-employed, if you are self-employed, you should have six months worth of necessary expenses in your emergency fund. Number 11. I know the amount I'm putting away monthly for retirement. Second part of that is I know what it's being invested in and I know what the annualized returns are. Hopefully you're looking at that. I mean, (laughs) this is the kind of thing we like to go over with our clients on our annual meetings. So that's important. Number 12, I know how much both myself and my spouse, if you have one or if it's applicable, will be getting in social security. So that's a that's an interesting one because you know they used to send us those nice little paper statements and they don't anymore. You have to actually sign up with the Social Security Administration and you can go in and take a look at that all the time. You also want to make sure your income reporting is correct in there.
1: Yes, and for the listener, just make sure if you do go to Social Security to do that, do a little bit of research on where you used to live, what accounts you used to have, because the questions that they ask you Kim, I failed it. I failed that quiz on their website. They they were like, oh yes. Oh, so you had a bank account in Phoenix, Arizona when you were 22 years old that you used for your car loan, name the bank. It's multiple <laughs> right? choice, but I'm like, I have no idea right, like, who the I don't lender remember was. It exists. wasn't even the bank that went through, it was the lender. So it was it was even worse. So yeah. when you get a certain number wrong, they lock you out for a little bit. And so I had to yep. tell my wife, I'm like, you and I need to do this together because I'm too old for this this memory stuff. So.
0: <laughs> well, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. It's hard to remember those things. Yeah. And, I don't and think while I you failed were- it, but I think they asked me a couple of things differently.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, nope, that was wrong. <laughs> you were going to say? Well I was going to say while you were while you were asking that last question I did take a quick look at the Roth con- contribution oh, cool. for a single person for the year 2022 for single you have to be under 144,000 for yeah. married you can be 214,000 for the tax year 2022 so a little breathing room there but still for married folks 214 is your limit for a single person 144
0: Thank you for looking that up. While I was talking, I'm here. (laughs) All right, a couple more. I have a will and all the documents that will facilitate easy transfer of my assets upon my death. People don't like to think about this, and I can't even tell you how many people come to work with us and they do not have a will. Even if you're single, Mm -hmm. a will is very important. And, you know, medical powers of attorney, the financial powers of attorney, all of those things. Yeah,
1: So I answered yes to this, Kim. However, my brain kind of went in a different direction because it's asking me about the will. We've got that. We've got those other documents included. But because of probate and certain rules and laws, and I know we're not going to dive into that, I feel like I really need to get a trust written up. And so I Mm want to do that because without a trust, the will definitely can still trigger probate from my understanding. So I just want to make sure it's a little bit easier That that easy transfer is what really got me thinking of it.
0: Yes, it can. Now, laws differ from state to state. Okay, true. But in a lot of states, you can have a transfer on death or a payable on death for bank accounts, for your investment accounts, even individual or joint investment accounts that are not retirement accounts. In New Mexico, and I don't think this is very common, but we, we have been able to put a transfer on death on our home.
1: Oh nice okay yes
0: and and that's that I don't believe that's something in every single state so those are things to look at and see
1: yeah absolutely
0: All right oh, there's a bonus question here. I review those estate documents every three years or so or if there's been a substantial change in my life I inherited money, I got married, I got divorced any of those things number fourteen if I need to assist my parents with care, their finances, all of those things, I've spoken to them about where their estate documents are, where their accounts are held, life insurance they have, all of those pieces, or if you are the older parent and you have younger children, you've spoken with them about these same items.
1: And from the sandwich generation, I've spoken to both, my adult children and my parents and so, yeah, we're covered.
0: Yeah. And it's sometimes really hard to have those conversations with our parents. And oh yeah, most of them come from a generation where we didn't talk about money. Okay. Number 15. If I have younger children, I've set up some sort of college planning option and discussed that with my financial advisor to see what was most appropriate. I don't think you have, well, do you still have a under, high school age kid? Nope, I can't remember. Nope. My, oh, okay. My, my yeah. kids are
1: both adults and we've helped them with certain things like my son's a mechanic. So we helped him with some tools and things like that, but nothing as far as a college education savings plan. So,
0: but he has a great career True. in mechanics. Yes. And so you've helped him with that, which I is all it. really great. Little bonus question. I know what impact or ESG investing is, and I've spoken to my advisor about my desire to invest with impact. We want want our our clients to to talk to us about that if they want to make changes or look at different things.
1: Absolutely. So there's that. Well, that and the fact that there's other folks working out there with advisors that don't do this. Exactly. And if they're interested and they're listening to this, you do need to ask your advisor if there's a possibility or how they can help you invest in ESG and have that impact. And if they're not able to or not willing to,
0: I know who you can call. I know who they can call too. They can call <laughs> us. They can call us at 505-982-9661 or email info at Now, if you want to know the scoring system, you're going to have to look it up on the website at horizonssfs.com.
1: Yep. Go take the quiz and uh, take it with your spouse. You're yes. Other and and just see what you guys think because again this triggers great conversations and I know that a lot of the audience the the, the conversation that's going to be triggered is hey have we talked to our parents about what's going on or have we talked mm. to our kids about what's going on yes. so that we can prepare everybody and it's it's like Kim said it's not an easy conversation but no. wildly important incredibly Absolutely. important to do so. Have fun with it, though. Have fun with the quiz. It was it was quite enjoyable.
0: Yeah. And it's not about shaming people because they don't have all these things in place. It's about a recognition of, oh, there's some things I can look at and probably should be looking at regularly and facilitating that process for them. Yeah. So Absolutely. I hope the listeners learned something.
1: All right. Okay. Well, I did. So thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate your time. And and of course, to you, the listening audience, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego-Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: For listening to Deep Impact Investing, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast that shows you how to invest like you give a damn. If you have questions about this podcast or topics you'd like to hear addressed on an upcoming podcast, email us at Kim at horizonssfs.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at Horizons s u s t f i n or give us a call at 505-982-9661 don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available the companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. None of this content may be used or duplicated without the express written agreement of the podcast host.